Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. And we have a special for you this time. A, a, a very rare and only, what, the second, third, fourth time we've actually had a guest on the Terrors. Woo! Yeah. Yay! At least, at least we're hoping. Um, Darren should be here <laughs> soon, but we understand with time zones and everything. But, you know, it, regardless, the band he's in kicks ass. So if he yeah. doesn't make it, we'll still talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> that um, works. Yeah, we're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're talking about Darren Wall, who is the bassist and one of the founding members of Greyhawk, a metal band out of uh, Seattle, Washington. And for our non-American listeners, that means Washington, the state on the West Coast, not Washington, D.C., our capital. Yes. And the, yeah, they, they do some power heavy metal with fantasy lyrical themes. Um, started in 2016, but uh, do want to mention that there is a similarish band based out of Ohio, also called Greyhawk, but spelled with an A in the gray, whereas this Greyhawk is an E in the gray. <laughs> yeah, uh, a different sound too. Different sound, but both good. I, I like yeah. the other Greyhawk too. Yeah, me too. But, but I've uh, gotten to know Darren a little bit on some social media because of our shared interest in not only metal, but, but beer. And uh, the, over the pandemic, I, I've, Jody and I both got some of their albums. Well, they've got, what, one EP and one LP, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I think I actually discovered them partially through their music. But at the same time, I think it popped up because they did a collaboration with a brewery in that area. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's cool. Let's check this band out. Oh, that's, yeah. that kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll verify some of this when Darren gets on. But uh, I, I guess I can say that uh, so formed in 2016 uh, with, with Darren Wall on on bass and Jesse Berlin on guitar. Uh, they uh, they I, I we can ask him. We'll see what he we'll see what he says. But I know according to Metal Archives. Uh, they then had Nate Butler on, or currently Nate Butler on drums as of 2017, and Rev Taylor on vocals as, as of 2017. Uh, they they did have Enrico Mariuzzo on guitars for their both releases, but he's now not in the band, and, and not sure why. Uh, we'll see if Darren wants to go into it or not. Sometimes those are iffy things for legal purposes, and we, we understand after we've talked about Robert Plant and CBS Records. <laughs> Uh, it, but here's where I'm not sure, and I'll ask Darren about this if he gets on. Uh, according to Metal Archives, Alika Matus or Mattis has been in the band as of 2020, but uh, on April 3rd of this year, they announced that Jacqueline Zeal is now on guitars. So Metal Archives may be a wee bit behind. Yeah, I was going to say that. I did not see on Metal Archives. Yeah, me neither. And I looked on Metal Archives uh, yesterday. So that's no, okay. But I'm sure they there are how many metal bands out there they have to try to keep up. With. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few. Uh, but yeah, um, so their EP uh, from 2018 right out, I oh, it's not on Spotify. So I didn't listen to it there. And I only recently purchased it off of uh, Bandcamp. So it's hard for me to say much about it, but Jody may have some. Um, but they, they also have Keepers of the Flame from 2020, which was a, a full uh, long play LP album. Yep. 
that that it does consist of the lineup I just mentioned, but with Enrico uh, as the second guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I guess while we're waiting for Darren, if if or he comes or not, we'll we'll see. Uh, actually, he just gave me a Twitter message saying he'll be here shortly. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I will reply quick. Excellent. Back to him. But uh, do you have a, a a favorite off of either of those releases? Um, while, while we're waiting, I've I've got uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, off of the EP, um, the the two songs I think I like the most, uh, the Serpent King and Wisdom of the Wizard. I think those are both pretty cool songs. And I I mean the whole EP is good, but those to me were the ones that just kind of stood out. I after the first couple of listens to the album, I was I was gonna say. Um, Drop the Hammer, The Rising Sign, and Don't Wait for the Wizard. Uh, they, they like to do songs about wizards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, since I've listened to it a couple more times, um, I would give a couple of the others, uh, you know, some pretty, or I, I would say there's a couple others, but I don't want to just, you know, say everything on the album. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what do you think of the album? It's good. Hey, uh, so um, I'll maybe get to mine here in a little bit, or you may get to repeat yours, but Darren is uh, here right now. I'm going to admit him into the Zoom room. Yay. And he's, well, we'll we'll see if he's using video or not, and we can or cannot, you know, when when he gets here. Can you see me? Can't see you yet, Darren. Uh, We can hear you. There there we go. There we go. Awesome, man. Hey. All right. Welcome. Thank you. Made it work. Yeah, I haven't logged on to Twitter in this computer ever, so it was giving me all kinds of password issues. So, <laughs> uh, no worries. Uh, so it's good to actually, uh, well, virtually meet you, I guess, after after a wonderful 2020 year of hell. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> a boring ass 2020, I would say. Uh, I, ma- I imagine being in a band that just sucked because you you can't go anywhere. Yeah, it, it was tough. I mean, we lost a lot of festivals and, you know, that and a lot of things got delayed, but it is what it is. I mean, a lot of people had it worse than us, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true enough. Not going to complain too much. <laughs> uh, so um, just so you know, uh, Jody and I have kind of already done the intro while, while we're waiting because for, for us, it's it's late in the evening. So, so you mm-hmm. must go going, hey, welcome to the Twin Tower or to, Twin Tower shit. I've been reading too much Tolkien. Um, Mm-hmm. Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, uh, and, and oh. we're kind of talking about your band a bit, but uh, do, do you want to, is there anything you'd like, oh, and yes, I'm, well, you can probably see my name, I'm James, and the one that says Elland is, is Jody there. <laughs> right. um, cool. is, is there anything you'd like to start with, or or do you want me to just kind of start in with? with no, uh, you, I'll, just, I'll just let you roll in how you want, and we'll just, I'll just have this ad-lib from there, it'll be fun. Cool, uh, so I gave the background. Of, of when you're I, i'm assuming the metal archives is fairly spot on and and i tried yes. to back that up with your your facebook yeah it's pretty close uh the, the only thing we weren't sure is uh on metal archives you have uh alika matis or mattis yeah he's not with us anymore it's jacqueline zeal who's a guitar player now that's, that's right, a pretty re- that's a pretty recent change so it's not surprising they're a little behind uh, we wonder because we saw her you you announced it on uh, what back in april mm-hmm. and, and yeah yeah, and she's a, she seems to be amazing from what I've been able to find. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's a very good player. So it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. So yeah, we we can get into how how she matches with everybody in a in a second. Um, so quick question: Would you prefer to focus on 
the band or or can we ask you uh, some of your background too or both? Both is fine. You can ask me anything. Cool. Uh, so how long have you been playing? Just oh, man. So as far as metal goes, I guess my first band was back when I was still living in Canada. That started in 2005, I want to say. So I've been doing this quite a while. And I've done everything from thrash metal to death metal to stoner rock to jazz to classic rock to tribute bands. Um, and now it's kind of come back. To, I was definitely kind of getting away from metal stuff. And now great rock has kind of brought me back into the fold of that, you know, back to kind of my roots, so to speak. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Saw some of your background and yeah, some of the bands you've been in. You do the gamut of, of metal, but Metal Archives only gives the metal bands. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I mean, like, yeah, and I've done other other stuff, but yeah, I mean, my first band was called Entropia. We were a thrash band. Um, we did that for mm, good solid nine years, and I was in a I was in a band with some of the guys from, um, from Majesty and stuff called Mecha Messiah. That went was going on a couple of years, and then I had a stone rock band called Eighty Mile Trip. I helped. Re, I don't know. If, I helped reform. Uh, classic Quebecois thrash band called Aggression and uh I was in Aggression for a couple of years and then I came down here in 2016 and I joined a band called Skeletor uh from Seattle and then um then I started Greyhawk at the same time and it just became too much of a commitment to play in both so you know Greyhawk is more of my baby so I decided to you know go for that yeah I just um I, ju I just checked out Skeletor the other day so that was that was some pretty good stuff, but <laughs> you're okay with you're okay with the decision I made, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Skeletor is cool, man. I love those guys. I miss them, but you know that's definitely their thing. They've been doing it for a long time, and you know it was with, with Greyhawk. It was kind of more was something I was helping build from the ground up, so it just kind of felt more natural. Cool. Yeah, it always is nice to have ground of doing it from the ground because it is your your baby absolutely absolutely yeah, so so when you started playing did you take uh, formal lessons or more informal and and just pick it up on your own no i, I just kind of picked it up on my own i was playing guitar and you know, i was okay playing guitar and i uh, met some friends i was working with who were in the metal and they were um talking about getting something going so i was playing guitar with the drummer and Realized there was a bazillion guitar players out there <laughs> and no one was playing bass. And I was like, well, these guys are all better than me. So why don't I just decide to pick up a bass guitar? So I picked up a bass and, you know, I, I basically decided that, oh, there's a weird pun there, but um, I, I decided to, uh, <laughs> um, but I was really going to get serious about it. So one summer I, for four months, I canceled cable. I canceled the internet and all I did was work go to the gym and play bass every day. I play bass eight hours a day um, for a good solid four months until I felt I had the chops to be at least competent in a metal band. Cause I was thinking, you know, I'm what 25, I got some catching up to do. A lot of these cats have been doing it since they're 12 years old. Um, so that, that was kind of how, how that went. I did take uh, a couple lessons with Billy Sheehan actually, like a, a clinic and Sweet. some one-on-one -on -one stuff. And that was really enlightening um he's a very 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 cool guy it was such an interesting lesson because rather than kind of teach me things he said he sat down and said how can i help you it was like how, how well, what do you need what are you struggling with what do you want to do what do you need to know and it was a lot of 
as, as much as it was playing, it was a lot of conversation too, and a lot of great advice and a lot of wisdom. He's a, he's a, he's an amazing bass player and a really great man. Actually. It's really one of my heroes. Nice. That's awesome. I, I love Billy's stuff. I mean, yeah, me too. You know, being, being an older, probably than you, I I'm a big David Lee Roth fan. So of course I love Billy's work with, with him. It's probably what I know him most from, but. Well, don't under, I'm in my 40s too. Don't underestimate oh, yeah. me, man. I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, 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 I'm creeping up there too. Oh, cool. You're awesome. Good. I don't feel so bad. When you're talking about cutting off the internet and everything, I, I started to play when I was in my teens or, or even earlier. So there was no such thing as the internet or, or cable or anything. So my life out of necessity consisted of uh, school or, or going out to work and working out and playing guitar for several hours a day. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, man, that's, uh, I kind of wish I, sometimes I wish I started, you know, I just, I was more into, of a, a bit of a jock in high school. I was really into sports and stuff. So I didn't really get into playing tunes so later, but sure glad I did, you know, it definitely, you know, I was actually going to be a pro wrestler out of high school and playing bass sure beats being crippled. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the, with the, with the life and career decision. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. And, and yeah, sports, uh, actual professional athletics may be the harder thing to get into than even professional music. So it, yeah, it is. I mean, I wasn't really willing to supplement my body in weird ways or anything like that. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> least outside of groupies, but we'll, we'll, yeah, exactly. to, yeah. <laughs> well, we're playing heavy metal. So I might've kind of picked the wrong one for that. It's, it is, I, I, I shared a meme today. It was like, what people think backstage is like and all these naked girls. And then there's another one, what it's really like. And it's a bunch of like people, guys in their forties in cargo shorts, like sitting on road cases, drinking beer. And I'm like, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> when, when, you know, when you play underground metal, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, I had this talk with, I remember one of my earlier bands, um, we were going on tour for the first time. And one of the guy's girlfriends was getting really, you know, upset and nervous about us going on the road. And I was like, what band do you think we're in? Like, you know, we're, we, we play really ugly thrash metal. There's going to be a whole bunch of dudes there. So if, if he starts, you know, hitting up groupies, and I don't know, maybe it's, uh, you need to start asking them some questions. <laughs> this isn't Molly Crew. Don't worry if you've Exactly. There's no, there's no, we're not poison. We're not Def Leppard. Everything's going to be okay. We might go to the strippers and get boners and go back to the hotel, but that's about it. Oh, so just, just like normal guys. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, so you've already kind of answered some of my questions as you've gone in there about genres. I know you mentioned uh, other, other, at least rock. Do you have any other non-metal or rock genres that you, even if you don't play, you mentioned jazz. Yep. I, I like a lot of jazz. I love, uh, I, love, I love Motown and I love 70s funk, like, cause being a bass player, like you gotta love Bootsy Collins and, Stanley Clark and, and guys like that. I mean, I really, really enjoy that kind of music. I like old, I like old blues. Um, I like a little bit of everything, man. Like there's good music in every, even like hip hop and even like some of the old country I like, I can't stand any of the new country stuff. It's, it's just awful, but you know, they, like I, I think in any genre, um, I'm even starting to come around to some electronic music, even though it's made that, I think that era kind of, passed me by a little bit there is some interesting stuff there um so I, th I think in any genre you can find something you like it's just a matter of if you want to 
look or not. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely like a lot of different stuff. I mean, metal's always going to be my bread and butter. Um, but it's just you know, if the music is has integrity and it kind of feels like it comes from here rather than like a desire just to make money and appeal to you know a, a mass audience, then I'm a little more adept to consume it. Um, whereas just the stuff that's kind of put up there as pablum for you know everyone to listen to, there even that just doesn't appeal to me as much. It just seems way more formulaic, formulaic and generic to me. Uh, yeah, we. Jody and I have talked about that and we, yeah, we, there, we had like several different genres, but it's, yeah, mostly if you, if you're playing it because you love it and it, you can tell, you can tell the difference. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And by the way, Pablum, kudos for. <laughs> Fair enough. You got a nice dark beer in your glass, man. What are you drinking? Uh, just a Guinness, just nice, oh, nice. normal Guinness. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. yeah this, I, I got to shout out my local beer scene. This is a Johnny Utah from, a local brewery called Georgetown. Um, we live in, I mean, it's, we live in hop country. So, um, I mean, everything's kind of hoppy. Um, I'm a little over the, the IPA craze, uh, especially now that they're all like kind of murky and look like orange shoes. I just, that doesn't really do it for me. Um, but you know, there's a lot of other brewers doing other kind of cool stuff. I make my own beer too. So, um, like I'm, I'm a big, huge beer nerd. So I was really curious as to what that is, but you cannot go wrong with the Guinness. It's good any time of the year. Uh, well, it is, and it's it's nine forty seven my time, so I need something that won't get me too jacked up before I try to sleep <laughs> in a couple hours. But, true, true that, true that. Yeah, but but if I'm going to go with an IPA, I I love the West Coast, and you're right, those hazy mm. New England things. That's uh, like a mimosa. It is. It's it's just. I mean, just I, I I'm not hating. I mean, people can drink what they want. You know, I'm not ever going to hate on anyone's good time. It's just not for me. You know, when it's more, like it's something piney and resinous and clean and with a nice bitterness i can get down on that but it's just the that kind of fruity tropical stuff it just it, i don't know it just doesn't sit well in my stomach now i'll let jody decide if he wants to go off on his ipa soapbox oh please i, I, well, I don't know it's not much of a soapbox i just i enjoy ipas too but everybody you know it's, it's everybody's making them yeah. And it's, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm burned out on them. It's like, stop making them, start making other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anything. I mean, I actually went to a brewery here last weekend and it was all, um, it was very, it was all German style lagers. I mean, they really did it well. And they did a lot of, they did Mexican style lagers too, which is actually the good ones are actually close to the German style. So I was yeah. quite impressed that there were some people doing some stuff. I'd like to see the Belgian beer start, start to come a little more prominent i'd love to see some american breweries do a take on that that would be really cool yeah um so yeah but i'm with you just like something a little different i mean it's just it's i, I like drinking them but you know when you yeah. go to the grow to the aisle of the grocery store it's like <laughs> it's it's yeah. all there is you're going mm -hmm. come on man exactly like, yeah some just some variety different mm -hmm. well if, if uh if you don't mind me lying to the united states post office and telling them i'm sending you some root beer Indiana has a nice brewery that does Belgian styles of doubles and quads and triple. And Ooh. I'll happily send you a mix pack. Nice. Very cool. Um, yeah, we, 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 we actually might be in the speaking of Indiana. We may be out that way next year. Um, I saw that you're going to be in Chicago at least uh, at the, sorry, I've, I've got my notes here. <laughs> uh, um, let's see the legions of metal. And yeah, we're, 
Yeah, Reggie's in Chicago. We're doing Legions of Metal. That's gonna that's a sick lineup, and I'm really excited about it. Um, but we're thinking, I don't know, we just been we've been kicking around the idea of just driving out there and uh, you know, trying to hit some spots in the Midwest along the way. Um, you know, there's been some interest. Like we've been asked to we've been getting hit up by places in Idaho and Montana and stuff to come play. So, you know, it might be and we're gonna be doing that anyway. I mean, we take lots of weekend trips, but at the same time, it might be a good idea, to, a good time to just, I've never seen that part of the country either. You know, I'm still pretty new here, so I, I would love to just drive through and see it anyway. So, ah, Yeah, if you make it to Indiana, I'll happily, happily show you around to the breweries, and and uh, I'll, I'll send you information on the one or two places that do have metal shows frequently, so you can um, contact them if, if you want. That'd be great, man. I'd love that. Yeah. So, so since we're kind of on the... Um, the, the, the beer thing also, as well as touring. Uh, so how I found you was, well, um, so I, and I'm going to take this part out uh, because I saw the, I, I know there might be legal things. So I'll edit this and we'll, we'll send you the final thing too for your approval because we don't want to air anything without you you knowing what's in it. Um, but but the name Greyhawk, uh, we were looking up Dungeons and Dragons based heavy metal. So that's how your name popped up. Uh, so I'm not going to mention D&D with Greyhawk because I know that they, they may get kind of sniffy about that. Uh, so so when I when I mention something here in a second, I'll, I'll intentionally not say Greyhawk with D&D. <laughs> but but if you're OK with it, you can you can bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of I mean, that, that that affiliation between the two names is kind of inevitable. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of what inspired it, you know, and. There was, as far as we know, I mean, if, if it ever becomes an issue, um, we'll probably that'll probably be a good thing. So we'll probably be playing at a level where, you know, there, there's enough success and recognition that you know the, the folks at the Dungeons and Dragons have taken notice, you know, and that's that'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, at that point, we would have to figure out figure out what to do, whether they whether they care, whether they wouldn't care, um, you know, and. I mean, I'd be amenable to whatever, but it's, you know, we, we all, we all played at least some of us still do play. We all played at one point in our lives. I mean, I definitely did as a, as a kid. And, you know, if you look at the artwork of the new out, al- the last album, it's clearly, you know, presented <laughs> inspired very clearly. Um, it's a pretty ludicrous piece of art um, <laughs> in the best way possible. My favorite part is that the fire lady's not melting the snow, but you know, I, <laughs> I figure it's a lady made of fire, so realism is out the window. Um, <laughs> you know. um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of you know, there's a lot of bands there's that are kind of you know do, playing off that theme. Like our friends in Throne of Iron are doing that, and uh, there's of course Guy Gags in California. So some of the people kicked around the idea of the three of us three touring together, and I think that would be real badass, actually. Like you know, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Gigantics, and I met those. I played. Play, I played with those guys a couple times, and uh, we and I really like the guys at Throne of Iron. Like they're they're some of the, they're some of the raddest dudes going. So uh, that would be that would be really cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah, we we well we started playing in, in high school too. And oh, here, do you have a, a favorite edition or or class or? Um. Man, I, I, I said I, I, I was real young when I played, um, but yeah. So like the second edition is probably my favorite. That was the one that was come was around when I was young. So, you know, that that's still my favorite. Yeah, I think that's what we played in, in high school, right, Jody? Yeah, I, I, I started like right when they were transitioning to second. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was it, 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 it was it was pretty awesome. I do miss it. I mean, I would love to have a group that plays. It's just, you know, it's a major time commitment, you know, and with that all adult life and, you know, trying to help, <laughs> yeah. help, help run a fire suppression company and play in a band and, you know, have a, have a marriage and stuff like that. It's, it's tough, but, you know, maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I stopped playing when I had a kid. Yeah, things like living things get in the way. <laughs> I want to have a job and be a good parent and spouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those things tend to be kind of important. I mean, high adventure is important as well, but, you know, and there's a time and place. Yeah, very true. If I can play a few times a year, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just, you know, if you, if you can get it, find, find a way to get it in, it's, it's pretty great. Oh, so, so I've still got a few things. Jody, do you have anything, though, that you want to jump in on? No, no, just just, just, just when something strikes me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, I guess. So just before you're getting on, uh, we, we were talking a bit about our, our favorite uh, songs from your, because you've got an LP and an EP. And and if you're curious, I am the James who just bought the EP about two days ago. I, I, I saw, I saw. Yeah, I've been wanting it for a while. I've had the LP for quite a while, uh, and then I'm like, man, I, damn it, I forgot the EP. And okay. <laughs> so so I don't have really much of anything from it. I mean, I, I can tell you from the LP, uh, and and nothing against your your vocalist uh, Rev, but uh, RXRO is probably my favorite on there just because I, I love. How, how everything works on it, the bass, the guitars, everything just kicked ass. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, uh, probably, I mean, Don't Wait for the Wizard is just one of the most awesome songs ever, but Frozen Star with its, you know, the lyrics of Ride On, but the, mm -hmm. the music is a galloping sort of beat with, with everything I love. Um, just so you know, not, not that that means any of them are bad. Those are just my no, that's 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 cool, man. And it's it's been it's a, oh, it is always interesting to hear that. Um, it's cool to hear RXRO mentioned. I mean, that was a, a hell of a one. That was a hell of a song to record and a hell of a song to play live. We it is in the live set too. So in case anyone wonders, we're, we're not chickening out on that song. That is played every 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 Greyhawk every Greyhawk show. That song's played. Um, so it's um, you know you worked that hard to make something sound like that. You gotta you gotta play it. Um, but yeah, Don't Wait for the Wizard is definitely a, a, a big crowd favorite. Um, that seems to be the consensus that it is, is the most, the most uh, consistent one that is people's favorites. But, you know, it, there's been a lot of different answers. Like a lot of my personal favorite is Black Geek. That's my absolute favorite one. I think um, it's just playing wise, it feels really good. Um, there's a lot, of a lot of ups and downs. It kind of starts. That's that heaven and hell thing where it starts one way and then it kind of comes down in the middle and then it just takes off towards the end. So that's a, that's a favorite of mine. It actually, uh, when I was listening to it, because, I mean, I've listened to it, I don't know how many times, but in prep for this, I listened to the album a couple more. And every time I listened to that one, I, I kept thinking of a Robert Howard's Blackstone short story, uh, just oh. sort of a, a cult type of uh, a thing. So I guess, so, I mean, I love Howard. So yeah, Great yeah, that's that, that's uh, that's pretty. I mean, it is about a, it is about a sacrifice. So um, yeah, like that's kind of like it is like about you know a ritualistic sacrifice. So that's pretty uh, pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a big power metal guy, and our ah, sorry, it's been a long, long, long day. RXRO actually reminds me a bit of a 
Halloween and, and their okay. guitars. So okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I am too. I love the. I actually the new Halloween is my favorite album of the year so far. I absolutely, I adore that record. It is. It's a little long, but it's a fantastic album. Like <laughs> I, I, I was like, I remember I was listening to it. I was like, oh boy, this is getting on a bit. But it, it, it's a fantastic record. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm a big power metal guy too. So. Do you want to go over any of your songs, Jody? Sorry, you look frozen. So I'm yeah, not sure go for it. If you're if you're there or not. Um. Yeah, I, I can. I, I mean, I, I mentioned them earlier. There one on them. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I uh, don't rate with the, for the wizard. Definitely. I, I thought that was, you know, great. Uh, Drop the hammer and rising sign. Cool. Uh, I, I like both of those too. Uh, off of the EP, I liked uh, the Serpent King and Wisdom of the Wizard. Nice. Those are, pretty cool too yeah wisdom of the wizard is definitely like that might be the crowd favorite strangely enough um really yeah there was, there's a lot of so if you come to a Greyhawk show there's a lot of theatrics um we do cool. we definitely don't play a, a song and then go thanks cool here's our next one thanks cool here's our next one. Oh, we got a, we got my my least favorite line that the singers say hey we got a couple more songs for you yeah. <laughs> well, I would fucking hope it's a, you're, you're playing a concert, right? You know, so, um, so we do a lot of trickery and stuff. And there's a what we call, you know, what Judas Priest calls the shapes, which is like the accept style, like coordinated guitar moves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. During the wisdom of the so wisdom of the wizard is about Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, that's what that song is about. It's about oh, cool. it's about him kind of being like the Gandalf of heavy metal, like this wise you know sage who just always has the answer you know um and how he kind of is like this guiding light even though he's you know gone and unfortunately departed not with us anymore um and so our singer has this staff with a light up crystal in it and he kind of like swings it around in unison with his guitars you know we got there's always smoke and lasers we're trying to figure out the legalities i've I'm building a fireball machine right now. So we're trying to figure out the legalities of that. <laughs> we can do it. Um, I don't know if you guys know too much about me, but I am actually like a borderline competitive power lifter. So before cool. uh, Black Peak, I put a steel bar, a half inch steel bar in my teeth and bend it in half as a sacrifice. Um, so there's lots of, there's lots of, lots of crazy. We all, we all dress the part too. Like it's a, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty fun show. Um, I like to say it's a rock and roll show. It's not a recital. Cool. There was, um, oh, hang on a second. Oh, there it is. Uh, there was, there was a guy back in the eighties, uh, Thor. Thor. I know know Thor quite well. That's where I got, that's where I got the blessing from. Okay, Um, cool. (laughs) I I, I did it. I We played with him in Seattle and I did it. Oh, nice. uh, There. And he was super stoked. And, uh, he's like, yeah, man, keep going. No, Thor's from Vancouver, from Vancouver, BC. Um, yeah, where I, yeah. Where I last live, and I've I've known him for god fifteen years. He's uh, he's one of the coolest guys going. He's just, just cool. a really really nice, awesome, generous guy who just loves loves metal and rock and roll. Yeah, I um I I guess I'd first heard of him back in the eighties. I saw him in some magazines and stuff. Thought this guy looks really cool, but then I didn't hear anything mm-hmm. until uh, just a couple of years ago. Um, love his stuff. Haven't haven't gotten any of it, but I, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, watched his watched his documentary i think on uh i think it was up on amazon prime it might have been on yeah. netflix but I, I did watch his documentary and it was it was really cool so yeah he seemed yeah. like he was really cool 
He is, he is a cool guy. Have you ever seen the movie he made, Rock and Roll Nightmare? No, no, I do need to check that out. Oh, boy. I have a couple stiff drinks. Ready to <laughs> it, it, is, it is about as B as a B movie gets, but it is awesome. it is super entertaining. It, it, it is it is hysterically funny, and it is it's it's awesome. It's it's like if you really are into like watching a real low budget '80s horror movie that will just crack you up, and has one of the weirdest endings that you're ever gonna see. Like the ending is just like what, what, what's <laughs> happening right now? If you're just like, it, it's 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 absolutely hysterical. So I highly recommend. Ah, uh, cool. Definitely, I definitely will check it out. I, I love those kind of movies. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Oh. Yeah, either top-notch, good writing, or cheesy B is, yeah, in between socks. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's, where that's where they're just bad, you know, they're boring. Yeah. It's got to be so bad that you love it or just really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned The Rising Sign. That song was kind of a risk, I think, on this album. That was kind of the one real outside-the-box song we were going to do because no one was really going to do anything like that. And our singer kind of took it in a different direction than, I guess, people would probably expect a power metal band to do. We took it in almost like a Sisters of Mercy, like gothic direction. Um, Cause he's, grabs a baritone. So I mean, yeah. he can hit, he can hit the high notes, but he's a natural baritone. He's an opera singer too. Like he sings in the, the pro opera group here in Seattle. Um, oh, cool. But, so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's him. Like he's really comfortable in that range. And I, I thought it was a really cool, uh, it was a really creative direction he took with it. So I'm, I'm quite proud of that song. Yeah. yeah, that was that was obviously one of the ones that stood out to me. That that was like the first couple of listens, and then the more I've listened to it, the more I've been like, yeah, it, I thought it was good. I'm I'm thinking it's better." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, cool, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. So, so you mentioned the uh, wisdom of the wizard, and, and we talked about beer. Mm-hmm. So, you you have a beer out in collaboration with the. Uh, what is it, Yakima Brewing or no, Hop Capital Brewing? Out Hop of- Capital, yes. So, did you help? And you mentioned you brew yourself. Did you help with uh, with the recipe? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that. So that was a that was a really cool experience um, doing that. Basically, that stemmed from uh, our drummer Nate. He lives in Yakima. Yakima is a little town about two and a bit hours east of um, of Seattle. And so, yes, he does drive that far for practice every week. Um, and, uh, he, and, and so Yakima is hop country. That's where all the hops in America grow, basically. Well, at least, like, I'd say 80 to 90% of them. Um, so Nate was in this brewery one day, one day and they had uh, an IP, a IPA called The Wizard. It was called The Wizard IPA and had a really cool wizard on it. So Nate struck up a conversation uh, with this guy about, oh man, like, you know, we, I play this metal band, we have this song, like, you know, this reminds me of our song, and um, the guy by the bar was like, oh, well, you should do like a collaboration about this with us, right, and they was like, well, yeah, I guess, who do we got to talk to, like, the owner or something, like, I goes, yeah, I'm the owner, you just talk to him, (laughs) he's like, let's do it, and it was, it was literally that quick, and then Nate got me involved, because I was, um, he knows I'm the beer nerd in the band. And we talked about, and then all of a sudden I was talking about these guys and we were like, well, we really wanted to tie into their existing beer. Um, so we did um, a black IPA, which is like, I guess a more metal version of an IPA. So, and it does, <laughs> and it, and it tests, tastes, I mean, it's a forgotten style. I really actually like a black IPA. It's kind of like, like, I like how that the malt here 
notes are a little spicier. They go with the hops. It's really nice. So we did, um, we, we, we did that. We did that with them and they actually, I, we actually got, I actually got to help make the recipe. It's cool. Like they presented a recipe and we did a trial brewery and a, a trial brew. And I suggested this one German malt to improve it a little bit. They actually went with it. And then we all went out and we got to help make the beer and it was pretty cool. We actually, we actually like literally did everything. And the brewmaster sat there and basically pointed at things and told us what to do. He said, you know, cause I said, look, I don't want to come out and do like the ceremonial hop dump at the end, which is what a lot of collaborations are. Like someone comes out and then, oh, here's the hops, dump them in. Like we milled the grains, you know, we, we, we press all the buttons on the machine. We cleaned out the, the, the mash ton. We cleaned out the boil kettle. Like we did everything. And the brewmaster was stoked. He got a day off basically. And it was good timing because I guess he had a double brew the day before. So he was there till like 10 PM. And then we started at 8 AM the next day. Um, and the plan was obviously to like release the beer and have the beer kind of come out the same time as the record and then have a release show at the brewery because the brewery has a six stage there. Um, obviously that didn't happen. So um, we're actually starting to talk to them about doing another one. Um, I don't know cool. what exactly it will be because that one went really well. They sold out pretty quick in a seven or eight barrel batch and it all, they sold every drop. Um, we actually also did a mead as well. There's a, there's a, a meadery in, in Tacoma, which is a town about 30 minutes south of Seattle, um, called Cult Mead. And our good friends run it. It's a, it's a black metal meadery. It's, it's pretty badass. And, uh, we, so we did, we did one with them. It was a caramelized mead. So it was a boche. So we caramelized the honey and we added a bunch of maple syrup and cardamom. And, uh, I think I can't remember what else. There's something else that was in there, but it was, it was really good. Um, so they do a lot of stuff with different, they do a lot of collaborations with different bands. And actually our first show back um, after 17 months of the pandemic was down there at a, they had a little festival and it was outdoors and it was fucking awesome. It felt so good to get back up there. That's great. So, yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool collaborations with, uh, you know, craft, I think craft beer and underground metal kind of go hand in hand. It's kind of, you know, they're both kind of fighting the establishment a little bit. And it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a fight for both of them. I mean, you know, craft beer guys are trying to fight the big breweries and get their slice of the pie. And, you know, us underground bands are kind of doing the same with the, with the, you know, some of the big, even some of the bigger metal bands, you know, that I love, but I just mm-hmm. wish they'd retire sometimes. <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. I, I get that. Now the, the, uh, the local uh, place that does metal shows, that I mentioned that I'll send you information on is a brewery too. Oh, so, sweet. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, and I got to say, I, I wanted to get the beer from uh, hop capital, but I don't think they're going to be able to come out this way. The metery <laughs> I, I found. Yeah. Yeah. They, they could have actually sent it to me, but the cost of shipping was going to more than double the price of the mead. And, mm. and, and I do make my own mead, including a boche that I recently. Oh, made. nice. So, Very cool, uh, man. As, as much as I'd love to have gotten that, well, yeah, you know, we, we can, we can, we can, we know, we can, if we come out east next year, we can arrange something. Yeah. Well, I'll never say no to that. Yeah, we can figure something out. <laughs> but, you know, the, the compromise was for me to buy the shirt that was from your band and the, the Hot Capital with the wizard on it. And... That was like, I mean, the beer was great, but I think that art was the best part of it. <laughs> but that, that art was so cool. My friend Angela did that. She's from back home in Canada. And she's probably, she's probably going to be doing the artwork for the next album. But that was 
I was that impressed with that artwork. And she's did a, she did artwork for a shirt that we haven't released yet, but it's a, it's a don't wait for the wizard shirt. So oh, nice. that'll, that'll be coming out uh, before the end of the year. Awesome. Now on Fridays, I get to wear whatever I want to work. And I've worn that shirt a couple of times and I've had colleagues go, Oh, that's awesome. Is that from Lord of the Rings or whatever? And I'm like, no, it's this metal band. That, and of course, you you know what most people are like. They kind of shut down at the time. And <laughs> oh, are they all screaming? Are they, screaming? Yeah, that's are they, are they are they're yelling and screaming? <laughs> it's a screamo shit, isn't it? And I'm, yeah, exactly. You have no idea what good music is, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean you have a new album coming out soon? If she's working on the artwork? Uh, well, we are we're in the process of we've we've done a lot of writing for it i think we have five songs that we're happy with at this point um that we've demoed and um you know we were working really hard towards that and then a bunch then you know the chance to play some shows came up so we kind of put that on hold you know Jacqueline came in the band so we had to kind of teach her uh the, the live set and get her show ready um so you know we've got that we've got three more gigs coming up i mean we've got a headlining show here in Seattle coming up. And then we're actually playing with Unleash the Archers in September. They're, I, I, I've, they're good friends of mine for like the last 15 years. I've actually been in Unleash the Archers from time to time, filling in on gigs, we have gigs for them. And then of all people, we have a show with Michelangelo Badio in September as well, which should be pretty wild. You know, the four neck guitar going crazy. Oh, yeah. so it should, <laughs> that should be, that should be pretty interesting. Um, so we got we got those coming up, and then uh, we're going to Boise, Idaho, uh, Labor Day long weekend, and apparently we're going back to Idaho in November, possibly. So I mean, it's just it's it becomes tough again. I was really hoping we were going to be able to bang out another album during COVID, but I mean, we had another guy in the band, and the chemistry just wasn't wasn't clicking. And I think that you know it, a lot of people were like, "Oh man, so much good music is going to come out of a pandemic," but we were all just not in a very good headspace. Um, I think everyone was just kind of bummed out about everything. And, you know, it's, it's hard. We're not a depressive metal band. We like to write, you know, fun, inspirational, high energy stuff. And it just wasn't really, the, the creative energy just wasn't really flowing. But that being said, we did come out with five songs that we're happy with. So I don't know, debating whether we're going to release an EP or we're going to try to bang out five more and make an album. It also kind of depends on what the record label wants. They probably don't, they might not want an EP. They, I think they're going to want another full length. So, but we'll see. I mean, we got to make sure either way, we got to make sure it's up to up the, the standards that we set for ourselves. And when you make an album, you got to at least, you know, come through with something that's as good or better. My oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get a, it's going to be, Probably just as diverse. I mean, if you like Keepers of the Flame, you're going to like this one. And we're not going to, I'm not like going to start experimenting with like flute players and, you know, <laughs> maracas and wooden shoes or whatever else, right? You know? <laughs> I get, not going to try, when you have a fan base, you don't need to try to sell them that. I mean, if I want to do that, I'll make a solo album or something. Uh, it's going to be a Greyhawk record. And, you know, the Greyhawk record, I, the thing I, I like about, you know, if I'm to look at our band objectively as a, um, if I was to put myself in someone else's shoes, you know, I, I have a, I have a podcast kind of like you guys do where me and uh, my singer review albums in depth. Like we listen to them and we go deep into the technicalities of the music and everything. Um, 
The thing that I like about our record is it's diverse. There's a lot of different stuff on there. And a lot of the new wave of traditional heavy metal bands, some really good songs, but it's kind of all samey. You know, there's like a lot of, there's not a lot of variety. There's not a lot of changes in um, tempo. And I don't mean like make, and what I mean by variety, I don't mean like make a polka song or make a, <laughs> if a death metal song. It's just like change the tempo, you know, make a slower song, um, make make a real fast bird or make something mid-paced, you know, bring a couple different vibes in there. And that's something that I think fans used to do a lot in the eighties and nineties. And it's kind of gone a little bit by the wayside. No, no. Yeah. Your, your album has, I, I heard Wobbum influences, a bit of, bit of glam hair, uh, mm-hmm. a bit of speed power. Definitely. Yeah. You run the game. That's probably why I like it so much. It is different. And, and you all, you all fit in well with each other, the, the five that we're in, and hopefully Jacqueline fits in well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Well, we all, we all like a lot of different stuff. I mean, I come from more of a classic metal and rock background. And, you know, Jesse, our lead guitarist, who's just, in my opinion, probably the best lead guitarist on the underground metal scene right now. He's an absolute phenom. Uh, he's all about the, Malmsteen's his, his God, you know, that's, that's his thing. Or, or kick yeah. ass. I that's, yeah. that's how I play guitar, and, and I'm 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 good for a non-professional, but not not anywhere near you know you guys, not Jesse, but his. Yeah, I loved his runs, and they that's something I could never do. So I'm always super impressed, and he was kick ass. Yeah, so he, he he likes that, and then you know Nate Nate comes from a world like a thrash metal background, um, and he played he actually played in a lot of like just regular hard rock bands too so he's got that sensibility but you know the the, the unifying and, and rev likes a lot of different stuff our singer he's really into you know a lot of the darker stuff and the more extreme metal as well as the classics but you know there's some stuff that you know is unifying like dio is our favorite our common favorite he's like you hear ronnie james dio in every great hawk song um you know uh man of war uh, ozzy osbourne the classic ozzy stuff um Made in Priest, just the, the the that stuff is all you know. That's the stuff that kind of unifies it and, and gives it that you know cohesive glue. So, so there was you, oh, go ahead, Jody. Yeah, I was I was gonna say there was one. I'm, I, I I can't remember because I just I just got Keepers of the Flame Friday. I bought it for Bandcamp Friday. Oh, cool. And uh, I'm I'm wanting to say because uh, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it as much as I would like. <laughs> but um so i don't remember exactly which song it was but i I was wanting to say it was black peak but it was one of them i I was listening to it and i was kind of like this kind of reminds me of ship of fools by robert plant oh wow that's there's there's a song i haven't listened to in a long time and it it, yeah it just it's something about it it was part of the melody or something i was just kind of like yeah i I was digging it i mean it was it was great well, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to go listen to Ship of Fools after this and see if I can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> that should be fun. Yeah. So when you uh when you write the songs because of all your influences, do you do you write them together? Does one person usually write the the bulk of the song and then everybody puts in bits? It really, it really depends. I mean, sometimes a lot of it. I'd say like write out was very write out was very very collaborative. Like write out was pretty much. You know, we hadn't even, when we wrote Record That, we hadn't played a single show yet. Um, that was all written in my living room, basically. Like, The Serpent King was is the first Greyhawk song ever written. 
Um, and that happened when me and, you know, me and Jesse were just buddies. We were hanging out. We were trying to start a band and we didn't really, you know, we, we tried a couple different lineups. None of them worked. A lot of people wanted to do the really over the top Rhapsody style power metal, which we weren't really into. We wanted, we wanted to do something a little hard, hard rock. And literally it was one night we were drinking barrel aged stouts or something. We were just <laughs> absolutely gooned. And I went down, I remember I went downstairs and like, we went into my little studio that I'm sitting at right now, and I basically got on a drum machine and programmed a beat and said, let's jam, you know, and we literally just, I, I think I just started like riffing on each, on, on F sharp, and then, you know, he came in with a riff, and then we kind of just went with, went from there, and there's actually a, there's a bonus track on, if you get the, because that one was re-released on Swords and Chains records, and on the Swords and Chains re-release is a bonus track called Midnight Rider. That was the second one. Those two were written the same night after about thirty beers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, you know, Wisdom of the Wizard was just us in my in my living room, uh, me, Jesse, and our old guitar player Enrico just jamming blues. And then we came up with that. You know, there's a like, Rev had a little riff, and then. Enrico was like, no, man, let's make it more badass like this. And he added some harmonics to it and stuff. And that, that came from there. And right out, yeah, so that was very collaborative. Um, Keepers is still quite collaborative, but um, a lot of times, like, you know, Jesse just has an idea and he just was like, here's a demo. You know, it's like, he's like, I just, I just wrote this song last night. And you're like, what? You know, so um, a, lot, so a lot of times that, a lot, a lot, and, but they all kind of get filtered through his brain. Um, if one of us has an idea and we kind of play it and we jam it in practice or what, or it gets shown somewhere like Jesse will generally record the idea on his phone and go home and get it into, you know, logic or pro tools or whatever he's using and whip out a demo. And then we'll take the demo, talk about it, learn it, rearrange, play it, rearrange it, play it, rearrange it. And then, you know, a couple of months later, we got a song. And then Rev kind of general, generally speaking, writes lyrics after the fact. Every once in a while, he'll, you know, I think there's one or two that he's had the lyrics for first, maybe, or had the concept for first. But that's just generally how it works. But it all gets filtered through Jesse's brain. Nice. I'll let Jody chime on on this, but I'm just going to say in bands, the guitar player generally is the genius there. <clears throat> <laughs> Well, maybe. <laughs> That's what we tell them anyway. Yeah, our egos need that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how you keep them around. <laughs> yeah. Jody's been trying for years to get rid of me, but it's just not worked. <laughs> no matter what you do, he's just yeah. keeps, keeps popping up. That's all right, though. That's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I would say in our, in our case, like I gotta, I gotta give that kid his props. He is, he is actually a musical genius. I will give him that. You know, and I, I won't even, I won't even deny it for a second. He absolutely is a musical genius, and it's pretty cool to have a vehicle like that for ideas and concepts. And my, my job in the band is more of like the, I guess I'm more of like the business big, the big concept guy. You know, kind of get like the big ideas, and you know, this is the idea for you know this big concept or this overarching idea or you know 
and I take care of the backhand business things like record label stuff and show bookings and, and all that. So yeah, that, that is important. But, but I mean, well, you mentioned Black Peak. I, I think that's the one with the huge. I mean, you can really you you get your base everywhere. But isn't Black yeah. Peak the one where you just really hear it thumping out? That's oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. I mean, that was the one. Um, it, I really wanted a um, nasty, nasty. Uh, so it's that that quarter note. Bow, bow, bow. I really wanted a nasty one. So I was absolutely wailing on that that top that top string um, during that song. And even like the the engineer noticed. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "It needs to sound like this." I'm like, trust me. He's like, "But well, it's getting all distorted." I mean, I know. Just that's just the way it's got to sound. Don't worry about it. That's a good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, good it's, out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like sometimes, sometimes in these songs, you know, we want the bass to be nice and pretty and, you know, support the notes and blend with the drums. This one, it's got to be gross. So we just make it gross. <laughs> uh, that was a good call. It kicks ass. Yeah. You, oh, thanks, yeah. Excellent call. Yeah. Um, so, so those are, those are the questions I had. I don't know if Jody had anything and, and we were going to let you there and talk about whatever you, you wanted to, if there's anything else that you haven't had a chance to. Sure. I mean, like, um, I just like to say, like, thanks for, you know, everybody in the, in the metal scene for, you know, sticking with us through, through all this stuff. I mean, we really, we put all this time and effort into this record and then, you know, the world shuts down and we didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Um, like, do we release it? Do we not release it? Um, do we wait? And then it was kind of like, we waited for a minute and then it was like, well, it's getting to be like July, like, you know, March, like May and are like, I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. So it's like, well, let's just put it out there. And it turned out that, you know, there was a lot of people were really hungry for new music during that time because, well, what else are you going to do? Um, but, you know, it, 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 but then the other fear is, well, we're going to put this album out and it's going to be cool for a while and people are going to dig it. And then, you know, we'll finally get to play shows and no one will care. Well, judging by the first show back, that wasn't the case because we had several hundred people that gig and they're all singing the songs and you know they, they do lyrics to the, to the new tunes and it, it just felt really good so it's really reaffirming that you know people in this scene um and you know us metal fans sometimes we get maligned i mean we're opinionated we can be a little jaded i'm guilty of all of it too you know we we can't we all we all can be you know so um it's really cool to know that, you know, as much as we could be a little jaded, you know, metal fans are like the most passionate. I don't know of any other genre of, of, of underground music where people would, you know, stick it out like that. And, you know, we probably still got a ways to go, unfortunately, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that we get to play these gigs coming up. Um, I don't want to, unfortunately, I don't get any say in it. because <laughs> You know, I just don't. Um, but if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. But I mean, we're going to come out on the other end of it, one way or the other. Um, and you know, it's just it's just really cool that that we're all still here. You know that that's that's very reaffirming to me, and it means a lot to me. And it means that you know what we're doing is the right is means something to people. That's all for me. That's all I've ever wanted to do. I've never wanted to make a dime doing this. I have my day job. That's how I make my money. I've never got into metal thinking I'm going to make a million bucks. All I ever wanted to do. Let's make a record that spoke to somebody the way that some underground music speaks to me. You know, the, the way that when I was a kid, I got this, this 
CD because it was all about CDs back then. They <laughs> got this, and it still is. For, and I still, I still love CDs. Oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a vinyl guy too, but I still love my CDs. And I, you know, when I got this CD and I was, I pop it in, and you know, this was my my band that I was listening to because, you know, I, even if no one else knew about it, you know, this spoke to me. You know, and it's really cool to do that, you know, for other people. And I, it was cool at our show in, in Tacoma to have people come up with, man, that record really helped me through the pandemic or, you know, your podcast really helped me through the pandemic and stuff. It's, you know, that's why I do this. It's, it's for the human, for the, for the art and the human connection. So, you know, we're still doing it. We're still, we're still living it. And it's, it's fucking rad. And it's also, I bought, so I buy very few albums because I tend to, to pick bands I really like and I want to support them. You know, Cause you know, I have, I have a family and kids and, you know, so sure. money goes there mostly. But, but I have to say, I appreciate your album and your attitude. And I'm glad that your album is one of the, what, dozen I think I got last year. So, so now it spoke to me. So you at least got two of us, if, if not another few thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. That's really cool to hear. And that's, like I said, that, that validates all the, all the money that I've spent on these things, you know, all the money I've spent on these things, all the gas money I've spent driving the little towns to play for 12 people and all, in the, you know that, that that validates every single second so thank you that's awesome right, so i'm gonna take a page from another podcast i listened to which is a uh, marion pippen from lord of the rings because billy boyd and dominic monaghan have have a podcast and uh, it's good it's called the friendship onion but they they do this thing where they have two like they they interview somebody and they split them apart and then they just like kind of cut off the person and say this is so good we're going to do two episodes. <laughs> so is that Darren, what we're doing here? <laughs> and we didn't know what to expect, but Darren was, was just fucking awesome. It was enjoyable. Oh, yeah. and it ran an hour and a half and we're going to, we're going to put her in two. <laughs> well, I didn't even have a chance to ask him if he likes letter Kenny. <laughs> but then, then when, and I don't know if this will be in the first or second half. So when you hear this, but he's talking about how, in Germany, he and his buddies are uh, kind of on the, the tram and doing the thing of Canadian guys where they they, they show their bro shit by just kind of hacking on each other and being assholes to each other. And I'm thinking, that's that's a very Midwestern United States. I, I was going to say that that sounded so much like us and <laughs> our friend Rob. And <laughs> That's right, you ugly, nasty piece of shit. <laughs> I'd say bite me, but I know you meant Rob. No, no, I'm in both of you motherfuckers. <laughs> and me. Uh, but yeah, so so you'll come, we'll come back with more. And, and we don't know if this will be back to back because we're, we're recording this in August, but we're kind of at a point where Halloween's coming up with October and we're not sure when these will come out, but, but there'll, there'll, be, there'll be another one with Darren a little bit more. Yeah, it was a fun interview. Definitely was. And, and, uh, in, in one of these, you'll get to hear a little bit more about stuff, including his podcast, and that'll probably be the next episode. But yeah, yeah, stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, you should, of course, follow us on social media or uh, like subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or, or wherever the fuck and, and share us with your friends and family. Yeah. And all this stuff. Complete strangers. You should, you should go up to a stranger. Go ahead. Hey, hey, yeah. Have you heard about this podcast? And see what they do <laughs> I, I, I would dearly love to see that but 
I don't necessarily want to see it turn into a jackass style. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So are you good for this episode, my good sir? I am good. All right, then. We'll see you next week with something. Yeah. But until then, I'm James. <laughs> I'm Jody. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black metal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with black metal and not sheep metal. Yeah. <laughs> it's my considered opinion that they're nesting. <laughs> I think they're trying to teach themselves how to fly. <laughs> now, do you uh do you follow Darren on Twitter? No, no, I don't. He's quite the beer drinker too because he's always posting his badges and check-ins for the app that shall not be named on twitter (laughs) cool